Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, just some updated stats. Um, since we started this podcast uh, over a year ago now, um, about April of 2019, um, we've had 87,571 total podcast plays. And uh, many of that is uh, you guys who are our daily listeners. So thank you so much for, for joining us. We have almost, I think, 30 countries listening, um, United States, Canada, South Africa, Netherlands, Italy, Germany, Brazil, Finland, Turkey, Guatemala, United Kingdom, Nigeria, Thailand, Norway, Poland, Switzerland, Sweden, Ireland, Mexico, Australia, Greece, France, Hungary, Puerto Rico, Indonesia, Taiwan, Philippines, Belgium, Singapore, Mongolia, New Zealand, Egypt, Costa Rica, India, Denmark, Botswana, Spain, Saudi Arabia, South Korea, Portugal, Estonia, Japan, Ukraine, Trinidad and Tobago, Bahamas, Nepal, and Czechia. I probably said that wrong, but those are the countries listening, and uh, and we're just we're amazed at what God's doing through um, through this podcast and and in your life. And those of you who've reached out to us, um, that it's been a blessing to you that you've been a daily listener. So thank you for sharing this because that's how the word gets out. We have never done a sponsored ad. We've never we've never advertised it. We just we just put it on our uh, Facebook and our Instagram. So you guys are uh, are how the word gets out to people. So thank you for, for doing that for us. So today I'm talking about something that Jesus um, spoke m- uh, about many times, and he made a point to make sure we understood this was important to him. And uh, I'm going to start in John, in John 7, in verse 37. I'm going to pull it up. John 7, verse 37. It says, Then on the most important day of the feast, the last day, Jesus stood and shouted out to the crowds, All you thirsty ones, come to me. Come to me and drink. Believe in me so that rivers of living water will burst out from within you, flowing from your innermost being, just like the scripture says. Verse 39 says, Jesus was prophesying about the Holy Spirit that believers were being prepared to receive, but the Holy Spirit had not yet been poured out upon them because Jesus had not yet been unveiled in his full splendor. So Jesus was making a point to let people know that there was something coming that was going to be very important. And he called it living water in another place, actually John four. So a couple script, a couple, um, chapters earlier, Jesus also spoke about the living water to a woman. He said, um, he said, uh, he, where are we starting? Verse in John four, verse nine, um, Jesus was on a journey. He stopped at a well and he said to this Samaritan woman, he said, give me a drink of water. Verse nine surprised. She said, why would a Jewish man ask a Samaritan woman for a drink of water? And Jesus replied, if only you knew who I am and the gift that God wants to give you, you'd ask me for a drink and I would give to you living water. Now I want to, I want you to see here. Jesus knows that living water makes no sense to our natural mind because because this woman answers him back thinking he's talking about something literal. She says, the woman replied, but sir, you don't even have a bucket and this well is very deep. So where do you find this living water? Do you really think it's that you're greater than our ancestor Jacob who dug this well and drank from it himself along with his children and livestock? 
Jesus answered, verse 13, if you drink from Jacob's well, you'll be thirsty again and again. But if anyone drinks from the living water I give them, they will never thirst again and will be forever satisfied. For when you drink the water I give you, it becomes a gushing fountain of the Holy Spirit springing up and flooding you with endless life. So Jesus knows He's talking about this living water to people with carnal, natural minds who don't understand what he's talking about, but he's making a point to bring it up. He's making it a point to bring up this living water while he's still, while he's still with us on earth. So then in Acts 2, this is where we get a greater understanding of what this living water is. Acts 2 and verse 17. Now this is, this is the message that Peter spoke up uh, spoke up and preached after he was filled with the Holy Spirit in the upper room. So this is his first message coming out of that infilling of the Holy Spirit in the upper room. And he says in verse 17, this is what I will do in the last days. I will pour out my spirit on everybody and cause your sons and daughters to prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will experience dreams from God. The Holy Spirit will come upon all my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. In verse 19, I will reveal startling signs and wonders in the sky above and mighty miracles on the earth below. Blood and fire and pillars of cloud will appear, for the sun will be turned dark and the moon blood red before that great and awesome appearance of the day of the Lord. But everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So Jesus talked about the living water. We see after he went, the Holy Spirit was released to the earth. After Jesus went to to heaven, the Holy Spirit was able to come to the earth. And then he was able to dwell inside of us, which that had never happened before. It had been prophesied that there would be a time where the Holy Spirit would actually come and live on the inside of us. And why is that important? Well, it said in that scripture, Three things that that are important about the, the Holy Spirit, that living water living on the inside of you is number one, to prophesy and to preach. He said it at the very beginning, he said, this is what I will do in the last day. I will, I will pour out my spirit on everybody and cause your sons and daughters to prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will experience dreams from God. So if we prophesy and preach without the living water, we do. We we can't. We can't expect there to be a a an, a, an experience that people will get from the, with the Holy Spirit because if there's no living water, you're preaching to it from a head to a head. But when there's living water, you preach from a heart to a heart, and that's why when we when we hear a preacher, it doesn't matter. It could be somebody that you've never heard of, they're nobody, but if they have the living water, you hear something different on their voice because they've got something in their spirit that is speaking straight directly to your spirit, and that is the Holy Ghost talking through them. So that's why we need the living water to preach and to prophesy. The second thing is four mighty miracles, signs, and wonders. In the second part of that verse, he said, he said, I will reveal startling signs and wonders in the sky above and mighty miracles on the earth below. So if we don't have the living water, we can expect to have a very dry and dead ministry, a very dry and dead church. You know, a lot of churches are preaching a lot of 
you know, great messages that are all kind of like introspective about like, you can do it. And, you know, very, you know, these, these like motivational speaking things where they take something out of the Bible and then they make up, they play it on words with it. And then, oh, wow, that was so powerful. And people think they're hearing a powerful message, but it's only affecting their head. It's actually not even cutting into the, to the heart. And that's what Jesus wanted. That's why he said, you need the living water, because if you're going to preach and you're going to prophesy and you're going to go out there and you're going to represent me. You need the living water because this is what I actually came to the earth to do. So don't just come out with these head messages and in these, these things, you know, that's why a lot of these, <laughs> I'm being careful how I say this, but a lot of the, the little sound bites that I hear online, I listen to them and I honestly, I don't get inspired. I don't get encouraged. I don't, I don't care to hear them because to me, I don't want my, I don't want to be, I don't want to hear something and think, wow, that was great. I want to hear something and feel it in my spirit and think, wow, that was real. I want to feel it when I hear it because that's what the living water does. That's what the Holy Ghost does. That's why a, a Holy Ghost preacher, nobody has to know his name, but he can stand on a field and preach to people who have never heard of him, to, to a crowd of people who are completely unsaved. But because what he preaches is real, that living water bubbles out from within him and people will get saved. And that's the third part, salvations. We need the living water for salvations. Why? Why do you think that people will come to a church, they can be a part of a church for for many years, and they still live in in a place with no victory. They live in a place with with f- bound up by fear. They live in a place where they have depression, anxiety, and they just have that as a normal part of their life. And and they're probably, if we're going to be honest, they're probably not even saved because a lot of churches don't even do an altar call. And they're 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 you know they're attending church. Maybe they they believe in God, but they don't have that relationship with God. They've never experienced that living water coming on the inside of them, they, they may not even be saved, you know, and, and they're, and they're part of the church. But the thing is, is when that living water comes, a preacher getting up, a preacher that has that water, has that fire that has the Holy ghost inside of them gets up and talks about Jesus. You'll be the first one running down to the altar to get saved because there's something different. When somebody has the living water, they're no longer preaching to heads. They're preaching to hearts. And the only way change comes is when the heart gets transformed. Jesus said a new heart. Well, I give a new spirit will I put within you. I'll take out the stony heart and put a new heart of flesh inside of you. So when you truly, when a true transformation comes to somebody and not just religion and not when somebody just comes and they become a part of this church and now they attend church, when somebody gets saved, like transformed, translated into the, from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, they get a new heart. And the only way they can get that new heart is when somebody preaches that has that living water comes and preaches. And that's how people get hungry. And that's why I was saying somebody can come and stand on a field and speak to people who have, who have either never heard of Jesus or they've only experienced religion, but that living water comes and all of a sudden people start running down to the front. They start running down to the altar because there's something about that water because people that it's just like Jesus said, when you drink this water, you will never thirst again. So we carry that. We carry the evidence of the fulfilled work of the cross in us, which is that water, which is that living water, which is the Holy Spirit. I can't preach a gospel that leaves out the living water. I can't, the living water is what separates the real from the fake. Many have had experiences with religion 
And a, sadly, a lot less have had experiences with the Holy Spirit, with that living water. Some have spoken about the Bible, and even preachers have spoken and preached stories about the Bible, but you don't feel anything on it because there's nothing living in it. But when that water comes forth, when that water bubbles forth, it goes straight to the heart. You know, Jesus turned water into wine. So that's why we preach the word, we preach the word, we preach the word. And then that water of the word turns into the wine and then it gets people. And, you know, that's what they said. They said, those, those people up there, um, they look like they're drunk. Uh, that They were making fun of the people who got filled with the Holy Spirit in Acts 2. They said, they look like they're drunk. There's something wrong with those people. They look like they're drunk. That's because when that water turns into wine, you get filled and, and you, can't, you, you can't contain what's, what happens to you when you get really, really filled with the Holy Spirit. When the supernatural meets the natural, something's got to give and it's not going to be the supernatural. It's going to be you. And that's why when you get touched, by the fire of God, when you get touched by the power of God, something has to give and uh, there has to be a surrender that comes from you and, 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 and just letting God touch you because there's a, there's a reason for that touch. There's a reason, there's a purpose. Ephesians 5.18 says, be not drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. So when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, that well springs up. And when that well springs up out of you, you're going to preach and you're going to prophesy. You're going to lay hands on people and you're going to see them recover. You're going to get bold as a witness for Jesus Christ. There's going to be something different about you. You're not going to look like the average church goer in America. You're not going to look like the average church person. You're going to look a little different. You might sound a little different. Your family might not really like what's happening to you because you know what? Religion is comfortable. People like to stay in their religious little box. It's comfortable to them and they don't have to change. They're not challenged. They don't have to do anything that's uncomfortable. But when you get that living water on the inside of you, you know, that song that says, spring up a well within my soul. I've got a river of life flowing out of me. It makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. There's something, (laughs) there's something powerful that, that, that God is ready to do in your life because he wants to do it through your life. So get that living water on the inside of you, even right now, no matter where you are. Say, Father, fill me. God, fill me up. Fill me with your living water. I need to be filled by you. I need to be used by you. I want to preach and I want to sound different. I want to prophesy and I want people's lives to be changed. I don't want to just get up and just speak to heads. I want to, I want, when I speak, I want something real to come forth from me. I want something real to come out of me. And I want to see what you paid for on that cross of Calvary. I want to see the healing and miracles. I want to see that those stripes that you took on your back, that they mean something and that somebody can get healed when I preach on healing and somebody can get saved when I preach on salvation because what I have is real. So today, wherever you are, I just pray right now that every single person under the sound of my voice, that as you go forward from today, there's going to be a new fire. There's going to be something great on the inside of you that's going to come forth, that it'll no longer be just a you won't, you're going to stand out now from this point forward that when you speak to somebody, they're going to hear something different in your voice. And that's the living water. You will drink of that living water and you'll never thirst again. The things of the world will never taste good to you again. The things that used to, to tempt you will never come your way again in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.